Our lesson tonight is going to be, well, I really don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be the Bible, understand that. Sometimes people say things to me that affect my ministry for a few days. It's sort of like you, if you're hit in an automobile wreck for about a week, you may be crippled. You know what I mean? <clears throat> You'd have to be here to know that. A preacher is very, very, uh, very, very sensitive on lots of points. If somebody come up to me and told me I couldn't preach, I'd be up here tonight possibly thinking, well, you can't preach. They told you you couldn't. <laughs> and um, if somebody told you you might as well stay at home tonight, you might as well, you might still have that feeling, I might as well stay at home tonight. So... Uh, I really don't know exactly what I'm going to preach, and yet it's all here because it's going to be the Word of the Lord. It's going to be the Word of the Lord has been studied. It's going to be the Word of the Lord has been meditated over. And if I could sound, you know, really, I built this church, me and the Lord together, and you, for we are laboring together with God, preaching sound doctrine. This group here would be a hard group to move. Really, I'm not afraid of many of you leaving because you would sicken out, and I'm not boasting, once you ever learn doctrine, doctrine, once David has killed the giant, once Samson's had his hair cut, once Noah's built the ark, it's all good, but to a Real saint of God, all those are types and shadows of the real or that that was to come. And uh, wishing to know what the real is. And the real of that is the doctrine. What is taught, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So... Once you cut your teeth on doctrine, or your ears on doctrine, it's hard to sit and listen to anything else. Courtesy will let you. Charity will let you. But doctrine is the cry of a hungry apostolic. Tell me what's taught. Tell me how to live it. Tell me what to conquer and how to conquer. Tell me what the Lord wants. Tell me what the apostles taught. And that's the cry of an apostolic. I have been to conferences where men got up, and sometimes they really put a man up that is um, noted for his preaching. And when he sits down, there is about three different groups. One group said, boy, didn't he preach tonight? He used words that they didn't even know was in the dictionary, much less in their vocabulary. He painted pictures, and uh, 
Sometimes they're very entertaining. But when a man gets up to preach, and he preaches doctrine, a United Pentecostal conference can have a time. The majority of the United Pentecostal Church loves doctrine. All right, this Bible that I'm going to get this lesson out of tonight is man's fall. And this, since he fell, this is what is in man. All is sin and come short of the glory of God. And the soul that sinneth shall die. So that's... And this Bible then talks about the redemption of that man. How that man can find his way back and how it was obtained by the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have to have the Holy Ghost. If you've never had it, don't try to figure out what it is. Just get it, and it'll speak for itself. Hear me? It will speak for itself. If you get a real genuine case of the Holy Ghost, the thing that you love tonight in the world... You will hate. And the things that you hate in the world, in the church, you will love. That is, that you are a born-again creature. Those things that you... The most beloved and sought-after thing in the world by a true Christian is victory. Victory. Able to tread upon scorpions. That's the desire, the hunger and the thirst of a Christian. Let me have the faith. Give me the victory to overcome the world. That's the cry of a human being. Paul said, The love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge if one died for all, then all were dead. Everybody in the world died, born and came into this world outside the man Christ Jesus, and all of them, uh, all the others, had to be, and even Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Then this, once you get this flesh out of the way, what you can do in the Spirit. You've got to have the Spirit. I would advise anybody seeking the Holy Ghost, not to let anybody tell you you got it. Amen. Don't let anybody say, you got it, that's it, you got it, that's it. Say, shut up, I, I know I got it. I'm telling you as I speak in other tongues as the Spirit give the utterance. Now, you don't have to be rude with them by telling them to shut up. But lots of times, and all over Pentecost, believe me, Somebody said, that's it, you got it, that's it, you got it, when they didn't have it and they fell short of entering in. And if you fall short of entering in, then you fall short of entering in like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt fell short of entering into the Promised Land. Pentecost today is full. I do not mean it's all together, but there's... Hundreds and thousands of people in apostolic churches tonight that really didn't get the Holy Ghost. Don't fall out with that.
They prayed and somebody said, that's it. And the old boy gets up with his house swept and garnished and he goes out to try to live for God with his house all swept and garnished. Without the Holy Ghost moving in, our Christ within you, the hope of glory. And so the devil comes by in a few days and he looks that house over and he peeps through the window. He said, man, that house is really swept out and pretty. Nobody living in it. So he goes and gets some more devils, and he says, boy, I found a clean one first to mess up. And moves in, and the worst state of the, the last state of that man is worse than the first state. That's written and taught in the Bible. You need, after you've repented of your sins, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And everybody said amen. That's a fact. You need to be filled with it. Then, full of the Holy Ghost, you will not have too much trouble. <laughs> too much. You're going to have wars and rumors of wars. You're going to... devil's going to be after you every day of your life, I suppose. But uh, there's victory in Christ. Don't give up the ship. Slug it out. If he knocks you down, get up and go on. But, Lord, don't leave me lay. All right. Ephesians 4 and 14. Read like this. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive you. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effect of working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body to the edifying itself in love. Be not deceived by man. Jesus said there were going to be, he didn't say a plague, but he said there was going to be many false prophets rise in the last time. Many of them. I don't know if any of y'all got any grapes. Do any of y'all in here got a grapevine? Seth McCann, what's getting on your grapevine? Worms. Little purple worms. Bugs. Little purple flies and worms. Black and yellow. Anybody else got them? Jimmy, what's on yours? <laughs> Bugs? <laughs> worms and flies. Well, we're being plagued. I've never seen this before. This is the first year I've ever seen it. But they can eat every leaf off of a grapevine in one night. And, and But that is a plague of an insect. Jesus let us know that in the last days, this world was going to be plagued with false prophets. Many false prophets. And everywhere you look, you can see a false prophet and somebody taking hope or faith in that which is false. 
This said, let no man deceive you. Don't let anybody deceive you. Second Thessalonians 2 and 7. Let me read it to you. Read like this. For the mystery of iniquity that's already worked. Oh, this is not the verse I wanted. I just got to read it. Let me... Well, we just talked about it. First John 3 and 7. Read it for me, Jesse. Our brother Connor in First John 3 and Sit over here where you're in fellowship. You can sit in my chair. First John 3 7. Let no man deceive you. Now, this is all I want. Let no man deceive you. Don't want any more of it. Because it is talking about a particular subject right there, and I don't want in that particular subject. But the Bible definitely teaches, let no man deceive you on anything. Don't be deceived by anything. And so it is. Now I'm going to start reading, and I'll... I want you to listen very carefully to it, and I want you to pay attention to what it said. Romans 14 and 12 reads like Romans 14:17. Excuse me. Reads like this: For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but this is what it is. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I just read this in another Bible. It is the same thing, but it was not on the same place on the page. It is on a different page, different side of the page. So if I, I studied it in one book, one Bible, and I'm reading in another one, and I say, I know where that is on the page, and it's on the left side in the, now, and then the other one is on the right side. All right. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Now listen what that says. You've heard the top scripture many, many times. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Then the next verse says, For he that in these things serveth Christ, that is in the Holy Ghost, joy, peace, and righteousness, Service Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. All right. That just tells us that 
in having the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the kingdom of God within us, we have joy, peace, and righteousness. Now, if you serve God with joy, peace, and righteousness, you're acceptable. Hear me? You are acceptable. There is in the day we hear, we hear positive preaching and negative preaching. Everything in this Bible, rightly divided, is positive. Is positive. And everything that's written in this Bible to the sinner is very negative. If he likes sinning. And so it just carries a very, very, but it's positive, but it's very negative to it. He doesn't want to hear it, so it's on the other side. But this Word of God, every word of it is true. There, let God be true and every man a liar. So this is the only thing that'll, that will pass you through the gate. But if you serve God in the Holy Ghost, which is joy, peace, and righteousness. Let us have, for the kingdom, for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable. In joy, in peace, and in righteousness. You will be acceptable if you go to God for that. Joy, peace, and righteousness. All right. Is acceptable to God and approved by men. Now, joy, peace, and righteousness is acceptable. And if we serve God in that method or with that spirit, then we are acceptable with God. Just abide with me. I'm just sort of getting, having to get to it. All right. Matthew, the 15th chapter. I used to have Bibles that I was very familiar with. This ought to be one of them. But it seems like every young man that's heard me preach thinks if he had my Bible, he would be blessed, sort of like with a mantle that fell from Elijah on to Elisha. He thinks if I can just get that that Bible. <laughs> no, it's not that way. But I'm, I'm glad somebody, I don't mind anybody wanting it. Fifteenth, twelfth verse, Matthew. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knoweth thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this said? What he said, some Pharisees didn't accept it. Nearly every time you ever preach anything that's truth, if you have many with you, everybody's not going to accept it. In fact, what you did, you stepped on their toes. They did not like what you said. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall in the ditch. So it's very, very important that you follow a preacher that rightly divides this word 
and teaches you, and it ought to be written on your heart what it is. Give me your mind. Young lady, see that that boy don't go out anymore tonight. Too many watch him. Yes, that's right. You sit there and, and watch him. Too many people. All right, give me your mind. This is a little more. See, I hate those people sit on the back seat. Let me tell you what I hate about those backseat people. Everything that happens, they follow. And every time they follow, they think you quit, uh, the preacher thinks they quit listening. And so you have to say, as I said before, so say I now again, after you get their attention. Everybody happy? Anybody that sits very far back, and I hope we don't have too many new people here, I don't think I'll offend the rest of them. They've, they're, they're seared over with it. But <laughs> you really need to be sitting at the feet instead of sitting in the back. Paul sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Now, that, that is, he, he wasn't too far away. And so it is, I'm, I'm explaining this little boy. I would say 25 heads turned to see this little boy come in. And 25 heads turned to see Grandma go to take him out. And actually, neither one of them were, were as far as edifying fit for anything. It should never detract from the Word of God and the preaching of this Word. Your mind is supposed to be on this Word. So what's that? Boy, he gets hateful when he gets old, let's see. Then Peter said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also without understanding? Do you not understand whatsoever entereth into the mouth, goeth unto the belly, and cast out unto the droth? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come, come forth from the heart. Then it's going to tell you what it is. And they defile the man. If you want to know what defiles you, it's what comes out of your mouth. Hear me? What defiles you comes out of your mouth. It's not what you take in. If you take food in, it goes into the stomach and out the draught. What you take in by your ear gate, by your hearing, or by the imagination of your mind, what comes out of your mouth? No man knoweth the spirit of a man, save this, but the spirit that's in the man. Therefore the Lord, what time it is said, the man that can keep his mouth the same is a perfect man. Because James tells us, with our mouth we defile the whole body. All right, let us go ahead. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds, out of the heart comes, here they are, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, 
blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Now, some people, listen carefully to me, some people do not desire to have anybody to notify them what defiles you. What is it that dirties me up? What is it that soils my garment? And it's coming out of the heart. Listen carefully. But those things which proceed out of the mouth cometh forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth Proceeds evil thoughts. Just have an evil thought. Got one? Let me guess what it is. You thought about kicking Brother Webb's dog. Have you got a dog? I missed it, didn't I? Well, how far did I miss it? <laughs> I think you wanted to kick me, he said. Well, that's not bad. That's evil thought. All right, but watch it. Listen to it. Careful with it. You want to know, Brother Terry, what it is defiles me. What it is that soils my beautiful white garment. Here it is. Jesus, the Master. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, and blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. All right. What did that say, Brother Terry? Will you break it down to us just a little? Is your expression of what you're thinking or in your heart that defiles you? If we could just keep our mouths shut and speak only things that are for the edifying of the listener. Because out of the heart, you want to know where all this comes from, all the evil that's in this world, it comes out of the heart of mankind. Everybody happy? All right. Now, so we go into another scripture, Galatians 5 and 17. Jess, would you keep that one scripture for me that I just read, where that what comes out of the heart defiles the man? All right. I want, of all things in this world, I desire to be holy. Are you? No. I desire to be righteous. I desire to have joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That is acceptable by God. That is the way He wants you to serve Him. You cannot serve God without the Holy Ghost. You just can't do it. There is no glory for God in the flesh. He that worships God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if we're going to let God, we can force Everybody raise, don't do it. Everybody raise your hand. Well, if 20 hands go up, just to be, just to keep peace with the fellow that said it, God gets no glory. It's got to be done in spirit and in truth. 
Everybody say praise the Lord. Only those that say it in spirit and in truth is it accepted. You must have the right attitude with the expression that you make. So the only way you can serve God really is in the Holy Ghost. And that's joy, peace, and righteousness. And that is acceptable with God. When you have joy, when you have peace, and you have it in righteousness. But there is so much false worship going on in the world today that only God knows. Now, I heard about a fellow one time. He, his brother, they put up one of these automatic garage doors. And they thought the thing was really keen, so they started pushing on it. And all the garage doors in their neighborhood, the battery was strong, began to go up. Well, they really thought they had it. I guess they did. All right. God is in tune with joy, peace, and righteousness. That's what He's in tune with. If you worship Him that way... We are acceptable in our worship. And that joy, peace, and righteousness is the kingdom of God, and it's got to be in you, and it's no more than the Holy Ghost. And I don't want to speak light of it when I say no more than the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. All right, now, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. All the battle that you and I are going to have in this world is flesh and spirit. Now, that is the right spirit. You can never overcome the flesh with the wrong spirit. You've got to have God in you to mortify the deeds of the body. Just to crucify the old man, you've got to have God. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Why did you have all the people say it? Everybody in this house that knows God knows you can't win this without the Holy Ghost. There is no way, because the only worship He will accept is what? Spirit. And truth. Alright. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. They're contrary one to the other, so you cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led of the spirit, this is why you got to have the spirit. The spirit will never lead you, the Holy Ghost Spirit, into any of these errors. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. These are the same thing. What did it say there, Jess, that comes out of a man that defiles him? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. What are they? Whatever. No, it's named right there. For out of the heart... Out of your heart comes evil thoughts. 
murders. Lots of people are being murdered today. That's in people's heart first. It comes out from the heart. Read on. Adultery. Fornication. Theft. False witness. Blasphemy. These are the things which defile you. I tell you, everybody in this house, if they had their wish, would like to be undefiled, wouldn't we? Wouldn't you like to feel like there is no devil attacking me, that I am absolutely clean in garment, ready for the rapture every minute of my life? Well, it all depends on what's in that heart. And what comes out of that heart is the wickedness that's in the man. Let's go ahead. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. Didn't that say that came out of the heart? Yes. You're playing with something else there. You stay over where I told you. Great peace of they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. All right. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, are brought to light. This is what gets in the heart of a man. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and lasciviousness. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, violence, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, and heresies. Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. The which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what's in our heart? What do we possess in here? If we're full of the Spirit, we'll have joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. And that is acceptable to God. Joy, peace, and righteousness. The other thing that I've just cataloged here, or that was cataloged there in Matthew, cataloged here in Galatians, are definite things to tell you if this rules in your heart... You belong, or that belongs to the devil, and the bad thing about it, it defiles your beautiful garment. And everybody wants a white robe. Lord, put a white robe around me. I like that song, don't you? I want that robe. Well, clean that heart out. How can you get a clean heart, get full of the Holy Ghost? And you'll have joy, peace, and righteousness. And a dirty heart, righteousness does not exist there. And all the people said, Amen. What we've got to do is clean up our heart. And the only way you'll clean up this heart is be full of the Holy Ghost. And not being full of the Holy Ghost, you have dirt in your heart, and your heart... Out of the heart is what defiles you, if you can be defiled. You cannot defile a man with joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. He is not, you couldn't hang anything on him. If that man has got joy, peace, and righteousness in him, you are not going to defile him. He is acceptable to God.
Well, what is it that will not, what is it that bothers us, Brother Terry? It's the battle of the flesh. And so what? The, the heart got to be cleaned out so we can have joy. Now, some people have joy. Happy is a man that condemneth not himself in the things that he allows. And some people have peace. I, we met a man yesterday. That fellow was very peaceful, wasn't he? But the Word of God was all against him because there was something lacking and it was righteousness. Seeming like he can boast of peace. Seeming like he can boast of joy. But righteousness killed him, wouldn't it? There was no way, was it? Huh? Cut him off. Righteousness cut him off. It just... He just said, uh, well, should I say what he said? He's a married man, but he also had a common-law wife. And he, he said, I'm a Christian. He told me where he went to church. I invited him to this one. When he got through, I said, you better stay where you are. You'll do better. Why? Unless he is wanting to crucify the flesh. And the flesh is one of the most entertaining things in the world. Did you ever see anybody really feeling good because they told somebody off? Huh? Did you ever see anybody feel good because they read them off? <laughs> the works of the flesh is what defiles our garments. And the only way that you can live where you do not keep... Well, you can keep... You, you can get it washed, thank God. Brother Jackson used to say, does, does it, but he said it doesn't do this. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is what will clean a man's heart up. It will clean his mind up. His mouth will be clean when he got, when his heart is absolutely pure in the sight of God, in joy, peace, and righteousness. And so, I believe this. I want that. But I want that for my people. I want us to meet God with a clean heart. And now you say, well, Brother Terry, I don't want to hear you preach on the subject you preach on. You've got a dirty heart. You don't want a detergent to hit that heart that stirs up that that you've got in it that defiles it. And this Word of God... I'm telling you, friend, it, it's a detergent that cuts grease, or it cuts smut, it'll cut filth, it'll cut anything in the world if you serve God in the Holy Ghost, in the kingdom of God, which is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost, and that word said, which is acceptable to God. So, I want to be holy. How you doing, Brother Terry? Working on it. Well, what if you die working on it? <laughs> no, you got to die right. You cannot die with a dirty heart. The Bible says, as a tree falls, so shall it lay. Don't let anybody tell you you got the Holy Ghost till you it speaks for itself. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Thus spake he of the Spirit. You've got to get the Holy Ghost, but to get it, you've got to get hungry for it. Don't worry about in these days. The Holy Ghost might used to just fall on people real easy and quick. 
But the most people that I know anything about that gets the Holy Ghost today, once they get to cleaning up their lives, it takes a good while to get them cleaned up. But to get them cleaned up, you've got to hunger and thirst after righteousness. If you hunger and if you thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Now, if you want the Holy Ghost, you're still one of the bush boys and... You'd walk a mile for a camel. You really are not really down to genuine repentance. Repentance is absolutely a turning around from a life of wickedness and pursuing God with all that lies within you. But you can't do that till you receive the Holy Ghost because He said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then after you get it. Well, I want to tell you, friend, you don't have it made then. You've got to worship God in spirit and in truth. The kingdom of God's got to be in you. And that's joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. And that's accepted. And anything less than that's not accepted. And don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let them tell you different. I told a gentleman, uh, I said, I'd stay where I am. He had peace. He had joy. And uh, he just believed it was of God. And he said, furthermore, we didn't get married, but the preacher, what did he do to them? Joined them together how? They went before the preacher, and the preacher gave them his blessing. (laughs) Well... He, 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 some preacher deceived him. And he had deceived himself. That doesn't mean that he's going to die lost. It means that he's got to hear and hear what the Word says and got to get this Word in him and overcome the world and endure to the end. Would to God, your pastor, along with you, if you have any of it, could we could... Once and for all, well, there's two or three things I'd like to do and never have to do again. You want to know one of them? Well, you want to know one of them? I'd like to blow my nose one time and never have to do it again. Uh, you say, Brother Terry, that's a goofy thing to say. Well, if you ever get a good summer cold, you'll say, I wish I could get this over with once and for all. <laughs> well... Would to God we could get carnality out of us once and for all. And if anything gets in us, it never comes out our mouth. Because that that comes out is what defiles a man. And God only knows, Lord, help me, grant unto me peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. You say, have you, have you attained it yet, Brother Terry? Oh, no. Somebody told me the other day I could read somebody off. Well, if I can read you off, it may still be there. You know, peace, peace, joy, righteousness. My phone rings sometime, and some of the... I know it's a woman, but she can really tell me off. And uh, 
I know she's feeling good while she's doing it. Because <laughs> it's coming through clear. She don't say, are you there? She knows I'm there. <laughs> All right. What we want to get... Now, I want to tell you something. As much in line within us as human race, we should never tell a vulgar joke. No, let no evil communication come out of you. That would be coming from the heart. For all that comes out of a man that's evil comes out from his heart. It don't just crop up in his head if he's got a heart bothered. And what we've got to do is to crush, kill, mortify the deeds of the body. And a lot of times, the Bible tells us evil communication corrupts good manners. You can start off a conversation very nice. Anybody can. But through the power of suggestion, through the power of desire or want, or anything in the flesh, you can feed that by words coming from the heart. Hear what I tell you? That's what this Bible says. We need pure hearts so we can worship God in spirit and in truth and have peace, have joy, and have righteousness, for that's acceptable unto God. One beautiful thing that we live in under grace, somebody says, grace, you won't get stoned to death. You think not? <laughs> Honey, grace is just giving you time to overcome. And if you're caught in, in wickedness when you leave this world, you will find yourself up against the law of God. For grace will have run its course. You will be facing the Word of God. There wasn't anything wrong with the law. It just wasn't mixed with faith. The law was righteous. Thing about it is, when you leave this world, you are going to, don't get to say, bless God, I'm under grace, I can get by with anything. Somebody's kidding you. You're being deceived. Grace is only giving us time to overcome, to mortify the deeds of the body. Through preaching, we're supposed to learn that out of our mouth comes our heart. And if we have evil communication, then we got evil hearts. All right. That's what it's all about anyway. Now the work to the flesh, which God hates flesh, Esau, born after the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. There, Everybody in here knows what they are for the lights turned on them. And if you're out there tonight, or up in the pulpit, or sitting behind me, and you have one of these things that you like to feed on, let me explain something to you. Victory's got to be found in you. You will never get this victory by singing. You will never get this victory by wishing. The Bible said, The slugger desireth and hath nothing. The Bible said that. The Bible also said the sluggard doesn't 
use that or eat that which he took in hunting. He go out and hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt, and hunt and just go around killing, and but doesn't use it. What this preaching is supposed to do is supposed to work on our hearts through our ears to put us into a righteous standing with God, which is the kingdom of God in us, peace, joy, and righteousness. You say, Brother Terry, have we got there yet? You might have. But if you're not careful, you'll slip tomorrow. So you've got to jump right back into it, or you'll be right back in the old state. You cannot entertain wickedness in your heart. You may be caught over, caught in a, uh, overtaken in a fault. But if you lay, my friend, or if you fall away, you are a goner. You need to get rid of everything in you wicked the moment you recognize it there. Start scrapping. Start fighting. Start warring. Warring what? The flesh. Let me go ahead here. I don't think I'm doing too good here anyway. Idolatry. How many, has anybody in here ever studied witchcraft? Good. Any of you ever studied being hated, hate, hateful, or having hatred? Anybody mad at somebody? Hate them? That's, that's out of your heart. Ah. Flesh. You remember when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hey, He died for sinners. He died for people we'd hate. He ought to hated us, but He died for us. Inhalation, wrath, strife, sedition, envy, murder, drunkenness, raveling, and the such like. Now listen to this. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And what did that say, Jess? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. And they defile the man. I'm well aware of everything that defiles me. Well, why don't you get rid of it? I'm working on it. How long is it going to take, Brother Terry? If God's grace don't come, I don't know if I'll ever overcome some things. I'm trying to... I want to be perfect. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be perfect? And all you have to do to be perfect is worship God, have the kingdom of God in you, which is peace, righteousness, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost, and you're acceptable. Pass on in. Pass on in. Joy, peace, righteousness. Joy and peace, where's your righteousness? Get over there. Joy, no peace, no righteousness. You know, it takes joy, peace, and righteousness. And that says you're acceptable. Romans, 6th chapter. I'll let you out of here plenty of time to eat. What shall we say then, first verse, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Remember I'm talking about grace? God forbid, how that we, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not, so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, was baptized unto his death? 
Therefore we are buried with him by baptism of death, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should we also should walk in newness in newness of life. If you get the Holy Ghost and you don't get up and walk in newness of life, you better get another touch. Let me read on. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. How are we dead? We're dead to the world and alive unto Christ. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, dead to the works of the flesh, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We're just, supposed, we're just supposed to get up and act like Christians. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law but under grace. What then shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Read that, yes. But those things which proceed out of the mouth... Listen carefully to this. Come forth from the know ye not that... No. For sin... What then? Shall we sin that grace, because we're not under the law, God forbid... Know ye not to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are. You got a dirty heart, it comes out of your mouth, and if it comes out of your mouth dirty, and that's the way you're living, my friend, you belong to the devil. Yeah, that's what it said. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin and the death or obedience and the righteousness. Brother Terry, my heart's not just right. The best thing that I think for a living human to do is this word right here in the book of Hosea. 14th chapter, 1st and 2nd verse. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquities. Take with you words, 
and turn to the Lord and say to him. These are the words you take to him. And say to him, Take away all iniquities and receive us graciously. So we will render the caves of our lips. That right there was what defiled the man. Right there. Listen to it. Take with your words. Turn to the Lord and say unto Him, Take away all iniquity. Oh God, take away all iniquity of this pastor and all the iniquity of the people I pastor. And receive us graciously. So will we render the caves of our lips. Why? Read it, yes. But those things which proceed out of the mouth, out of the mouth, come forth from the heart. Come forth from the heart. And they defile the man. They defile the man. Gracious God, as we bow our heads, we know that you're altogether holy. Altogether righteous. We furthermore know, Lord, we cannot overcome the world without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We've got to have the kingdom of God within us. We've got to have joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. For you say that is acceptable. Lord, I pray for myself that I leave here tonight with a greater determination to overcome any kind of language or thoughts that would defile this body of mine. Because if I yield my tongue to the devil, his servant I am. God only knows we want to serve you. We want to hear you say, well done. Give us a desire to be righteous. Give us a hunger to be righteous. Give us strength to be righteous. Oh, God, visit us when we pray and speak to us. Let us accept the words preached and rightly divided and give us the grace to apply it to our hearts. Help us to leave this place tonight, oh, God, full of the Holy Ghost, joy, peace, and righteousness, and leave here watching our conversation all the days of our lives. Because out of the heart proceedeth what's wicked in us. It comes out of our mouth. Out of our mouth it comes. Out of our mouth. The man that can keep his tongue the same is a perfect man. Lord, help us to have the fruit of the Spirit, hate the deeds of the flesh, and be full of the Holy Ghost. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.